Proverbs 11, verse 25. This is coming out of the NIV. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. I'm going to read the last part of that again. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. Let's pray. Father, we bless you. We honor you. We thank you for the stimulation of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the clarity of mind to articulate in the earth what you have decreed in heaven. Father, as your word matriculates from heaven down to earth, it makes it through all the demonic activity, all the forces of darkness, all the powers of the enemy to enter inside of a man or woman who will be a mouthpiece for your purpose. I thank you, God, that I have received what you have released from heaven into the earth. Therefore, now I bring clarity to your people that they may walk in the fullness of what you promise in Jesus' name we pray amen amen and amen go ahead and take your seats in the presence of the lord i want to talk to you uh, this evening about kingdom principles a uh, kingdom principles for sowing and reaping kingdom principle for sowing and reaping this is not an offering this is not an offering I'm taking up. I have worked principles of sowing and reaping most of my born again life. And I am where I am because I sowed like I sowed. Nobody is in control of my future but me. I am in control of my, my future by my sowing. Lady Davis sowed with me, set herself in agreement with me. So I can't be stopped if I keep on sowing. And I'm not talking about money. I am talking about my time, my effort, and my life into things that I believe in. I sowed and therefore I received. So I'm going to run you through more scriptures and I'm going to help you in this area of principles. These are kingdom principles. These are not church principles. These are kingdom principles. You're wasting your time. After a while, if you're young, you're going to be old and you're using things that don't work. I refuse to spend my youth doing things that does not work because I knew after seeing other people get old, one day I was going to be old. And when I get old, everything I sowed, I will have a crop or a harvest behind it because I sowed well. So I'm not going to be poor when I'm old. I am not going to be stressed out when I'm old. I am not going to be sitting in some institution when I get old because I'm sowing enough seed now for the harvest I'm going to receive for the rest of my life. Amen. I am planning my future. I, I'm going to say that again. I am planning my future. I am planning my future. Let's go over to uh, Genesis chapter 8. Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. And we'll read this out of the New Living Translation. The New Living Translation. The New Living Translation. The New Living Translation. Tie your hair down because I'm going to be gone in a minute. The New Living Translation, and it reads this way. As long as the earth remains, I need it as long as the earth remains. I needed it to say that to bring the clarity to you what God is saying to you. There will be planting and harvest, cold and heat. Yeah. Summer and winter, day and night. As long as the earth remains. Has this earth stopped remaining? So therefore, if the earth has not stopped remaining, if I sow, as long as the earth remains, I will reap. The earth has to lose its existence before I stop reaping what I'm sowing. And if the earth has not lost its existence, and I can see, it's still here. So the principle of sowing and reaping is still in existence. All right. Galatians 6 
Verse 7 is my key verse, but I'm going to read all of them uh, down to verse 10 to be helpful to you. But 7 is the verse that I really want. And I added a little bit more uh, and that you guys can catch up on as I go. Because my messages grow all the way up until I walk out on the platform. I said my messages grow all the way up until I walk out on the platform. My messages grow until all the way on the platform. So listen to this, Galatians 6, uh, verse 7. Do not be deceived, God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that, what? That he will also reap. Let's go on to verse uh, 8, I'll come back to verse 7. For he who sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. And, and let us not grow weary while doing good. So sow goodness no matter what's going on. For in due season you shall reap if you do not lose heart. Don't get discouraged by doing good. Because people ain't going to treat you right when you're good. So don't get discouraged. Verse 10. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. So he puts some stipulations there. I want you to continue to do good. I don't want you to lose heart. But if you're really going to do good, I want you to focus in on those who are of the household of faith. Those who believe my word, live my word, and stand for my word. I want you to do good towards them. Now let's go back to verse 7. Galatians 6 and verse 7. Do not be deceived. God is not marked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. So I have to be careful about my sowing. Because as long as the earth remains, I am going to get a harvest. The earth will never stop harvesting for me in the area of my sowing. As long as this earth remains, this earth is going to yield a harvest for whatever I sow. That's what your Bible says. So if I want a certain harvest, I need to sow a certain seed. If I want a certain harvest, I need to sow a certain seed. I'm going to say it again. If I want a certain harvest, I need to sow a certain seed. So if I want, if I want a Oranges, I need to sow a seed for oranges because I can't sow oranges and uh, orange seed and expect apples. So, so many people in church, they sow the wrong seed expecting a different harvest. Like your faith is going to change the seed while it's germinating. Uh, I added this, uh, Psalms 126 verse 6, Psalms 126 verse 6. I added this one, they didn't have it, they'll get it and they'll put it up on the screen for you. This is Psalms 106 verse 6. Those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. Those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. He says in the worst moments of your life, keep on sowing. You may sow in tears. It's not all the time that it's going to be a joyous moment when you're sowing. It's not always it's going to feel good when you're sowing. But he's saying to you, keep sowing. You may be sowing with tears running down your face, but keep sowing because you're going to reap in joy. There is no way that you can get a bad harvest from a good seed. 
I'm going to say that again. That went over somebody's head. There's no way you can get a bad harvest from a good seed sown. That is not possible. That is definitely not possible. If you sow a good seed, at some point you're going to get a good harvest. The reason I wanted to move forward after talking to you, Apostle Smith, because that was the result of me sowing a seed years ago. I trusted my leader with my only biological daughter. It was a seed sown. When I sowed that seed, I expected a harvest. I didn't care when the harvest would come. I just knew what seed I had sown. I knew I would get a harvest. When I teach about sons and daughters, I became what I expect. I became what I expect. So anything opposite, I'm going to cry, but I'm going to keep sowing. It's going to hurt, but I'm going to keep sowing. Until I see what I sowed, I'm going to keep on sowing. I'm going to keep doing good. I'm going to keep being faithful. I'm going to keep preaching. I'm going to keep doing my job, preachers. You got to keep doing your job, no matter what you see as a harvest in your life. If you're sowing faithfulness and you get unfaithfulness, keep sowing faithfulness. Don't stop sowing faithfulness. Listen to this. What you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. What you make happen for others, that's what those scriptures are saying. What you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. Apostle Ackland done a wonderful conference over the weekend. Wonderful conference. A lot of entrepreneurs were very excited, but if they don't sow, they can't go. If they don't sow, they can't go. It was just information. If they don't sow, they can't go. You can't have a faithful staff and you're an unfaithful member. Listen to me. There is no way you can gain faithfulness and you are unfaithful. Whatsoever a man sow, that shall he also reap. If I bring a headache, I'm going to have a headache. If I don't refresh, I will not be refreshed. I can put the name everywhere in this church and across the world. But if I don't become a refreshing to somebody, I am not going to be refreshed. I'm always going to be up all night worrying about what people are doing and what people are saying. If I don't bring refreshing and ease to somebody, I am not going to obtain it myself. As long as the earth remains, as long as the earth remains, as long as the earth remains, from generation to generation, you can't get around it. I don't care who raised you or what church you've been through or what denomination you are, you can't get around it because the word says, as long as the earth remains. Again, what you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. If you spend all your time working on your own project, you cannot work day after day on your own project and expect your project to succeed. You have to find somebody who are doing what you want to do and you got to get involved with them and sow some seeds of faithfulness and bring some water to those who are thirsty while they're working. That's the way the system works. I had, I've served men and women of God most of my born again life. And what I've done is made sure I wasn't a headache to them. I made sure they never had to wonder what I was thinking. That made sure they have never had to wonder what my motives were. That was verse five. Thank you so much. 
Uh, Psalms 126 and verse 5. Make sure we get that verse right. Thank you so much. I am not arrogant. I want to be right. How many of y'all get mad when somebody gives you correction? Well, that same thing is going to come up in your house. Let's go on. You got to understand this. You are in control of your harvest. You are in control of your harvest. I am in control of my harvest. I am in control of my harvest over every entity that I lead. I am in control of my harvest. No one's in control of my harvest. The devil's not in control of my harvest. Elders and deacons are not in control of my harvest. The praise team and the worshipers are not in control of my harvest. The ushers and the greeters are not in control of my harvest. Those who do graphics for me are not in control of my harvest. Those who send emails out for me are not in control of my harvest. I am in control of my harvest. My staff is not in control of my harvest. I am in control of my harvest. They can never control my harvest. I am in control of my harvest. I I am the one that makes the initiative to sow. So I am in control of my harvest. I can never blame them for failure because I am in control of my harvest. So I never look around and start blaming people for failure because I am in control of my harvest. I am going to sow until I see. I am going to sow until I see. I am going to be good to people until I see. You may think it's boldly, but I just saved you from damnation. That's why I said what I said to keep you from dying in the mess that you're... Um, let's just leave that alone. You are in control of your harvest. Number one. Now I'm to number one. Now I'm to number one. Now I'm to number one. Stay with me. I know what I'm doing. Because I can see the results for everything I sow. Back in the day, I wanted suits. So I sold suits into preachers who would come to town. I got so many suits. I can give one of you a suit right now. I have so many suits because I sold suits. If they liked the suit I had on, I would go purchase them. Not take the one off that I had on. So I sold suits, so I received suits. I know how the principle works. You give clothing, you will receive clothing. You give cars, you will receive cars. They wonder, how do you have so many cars? Because I gave cars away. There's no way I cannot have cars and I gave cars away. If I give away shoes, I'm going to have shoes. If I give away glasses, I'm going to have glasses. If I give away peace, I'm going to have peace. It doesn't matter what's going on around me. I'm still going to have peace because I brought peace to somebody's life. Whatever I sow is what I'm going to read. And ain't a religious devil can stop it. I am in control of my own harvest. The kingdom principle of sowing has always guaranteed a what? A bountiful harvest of return. It has never been a doubt about that kingdom principle. Never, never. Never 25 years I've been working it. 25 years I've been working it. It's always been a bountiful return. Always. I've never given much and reaped little. Never. Because when you sow a seed, it multiplies when it's going through process. I have never seen less than what I've given. Never. Because I believe in the principle, the kingdom principle of sowing. And I dare not sow without believing that I am going to reap. I paid one year, uh, Amber was my administrator at that time, one, one year. I said, Amber, I want to give a church. I want to I send some money to a church every month this year. So that's 12 months, so that's 12 churches and ministries that we sent finances, a check to. 
Every month we send a check to a different church. So I'm sowing seeds so nobody ever have to send me a check to keep the doors open. See, I'm planning out my own future. If you want to make sure you don't need somebody paying your mortgage, you may need to look at paying somebody else's mortgage. You may want to, even if it's $10, you want to put it towards somebody else's mortgage. Whatever you want to come into your life, you got to start responding that way. If you're going to bring a lot of mess into somebody's life, that same mess is going to come back up in your life. As long as the earth remains, there will be seed time and harvest time. It'll only stop when the earth stops existing. Kingdom principles of sowing has always guaranteed a bountiful harvest of return. And these systems are not limited to people who attend church. These principles work as long as the earth remains. And we wonder why wicked people have so much because they give so much. They're working principles that you can't believe in your senior leader enough to use. Number two, choosing to relieve others. On an ongoing basis, we release prosperity into your life. It's a choice. Every time I get up, and it's not every time I get up that I feel the freedom that I want to feel. I always feel kickback because of who I am. But that's fine. Because I get up to, to, to uh, relieve others. Which means whatever argument that's going on in your head, you're going to lose in this environment. I've already paid the price to win in this environment. Never come on my turf where I sold and think you're going to get the advantage of me. That will never happen because I sown the seed for the advantage. And if you think I'm going to tolerate something for a long period of time that doesn't agree with where I'm going, you're badly mistaken. So you have to understand the principle. I'm choosing. I don't have to. I'm not forced to. I am choosing to relieve others on an ongoing basis. Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday, Tuesday. I'm, I'm choosing to relieve others. You want to be rich? Relieve others. You want to be prosperous? Relieve others. Don't, don't weigh others down. Relieve them. Help them to have some peace after they interact with you. Help them to have some assurance and some confidence after they're done interacting with you. Help them to understand nobody's mismanaging anything. That's why I'm the leader. Because if I wasn't the leader, there was a lot of people who would have pimped you out. But they didn't pimp you out because they got to deal with me. Every crooked person that comes sit in this church will never get the advantage of you because my job is to relieve you so you don't have to worry about crookedness while you're praising God. And you don't have to worry about somebody cheating you when you're doing what you do in your faithfulness because I tell you right now, if I find out, I'm going to get them. That is my service to you. I ain't got to have my badge out here, but I am the police. On an 
ongoing basis for 25 years I have kept this place in order so that you will feel good when you come to worship for 25 years I've cleaned stuff behind the scenes you didn't even know I was cleaning so you will have a pleasant experience when you come to worship for 25 years I had to deal with stuff I didn't want to deal with so that you would have a, a, a movement of God when you come in worship whether we got praise and worship or not I done it just to make sure that you could have confidence in God and have confidence in the church that's my job that's my service to you so you ain't got to look over your shoulder when I'm standing up you ain't got to worry about anything you ain't got to worry about witches and warlocks I already discerned them and they are already arrested they can't speak out any incantation they can't send any curse that's effective all they can do is sit there in that jail cell until we dismiss this service because they have no right to function freely in the atmosphere that we set up and sold into so that we can experience the glory of the Lord let them come in we see them. Let them come in. We're going to deal with them. What came inbound will leave out of here free because that's what we do. I told you to tie your hair down. There's nothing illegal in this church that I have not picked up on. Nothing. Number three, the principle of sowing and reaping is attached to the existence of the earth. The principle of sowing, as long as the earth remains, as long as the earth remains. So seed time and harvest time is connected to the existence of the earth. You don't need seed time, harvest time in heaven. Everybody that's trying to get you to give up on life soon to get to heaven don't understand seed time and harvest time. I'm going to deal with something real quick. The reason they're rushing you to get out of here is because they want your stuff. Don't tell me to go on to heaven. I'm supposed to rule and subdue in the earth. Don't rush me out of here. All I got is a cold and you're trying to tell me to just go ahead and die. No, I'm going to live and declare the glory of the Lord. I'm going to stimulate you tonight. Those of you who are thinking about dying, you better not die right now. You got too much to do in this earth and you're sowing too much seed in order to leave without seeing your harvest. It is, a, it is attached to this earth. Your rulership is attached to this earth. We don't need you to rule in heaven. God rules heaven. You rule the earth. I'm going to say it again. God rules heaven. You rule the earth. God rules heaven. You rule the earth. God don't need your rulership in heaven. God needs your rulership in earth. That's kingdom teaching. If you're going to dominate, if you came to take over, you're going to take over down here because you can't take over up there. And you got to shift your mind if you're underneath what you should be over. If you right, right now start sowing seed to be over, you will be over what's dominating you. I refuse to be under what I'm supposed to be over. Because if I'm under what I'm supposed to be over, even if it was nice and I get under it, it loses its mind and begins to punish me for something it didn't get. So I refuse to be under something I am supposed to be over. Because that is not kingdom. I have to stay over what God has assigned me to be over. So don't ever expect me to do what you tell me to do because I am not under you. 
if I start yielding to what you say, then I yield to sickness and I yield to depression and I yield to viruses and I yield to all the all the tormenting spirits that are in this world. So I said, God, I'm not going to yield to those and I'm not going to yield to that either because I'm going to sow some seed upward so that you can bless me downward. The lesser is blessed by the greater. So what's over you blesses you more than what's under you. Hebrews 7 and verse 7. Never give all your money to a poor person. You better release something upward. Because something upward, that release upward. And, and don't give all your respect. You respect everybody. But don't give it all to somebody under you. You miss the, the principle of the blessing if you don't honor what's over you. Because what's over you gives you power for the wickedness that's supposed to be under you. The devil was supposed to be under your feet. Why is he around your neck like a necklace? He's around your neck like a necklace whispering in your ears because you forgot the principle of honor. The principle of sowing and reaping is attached to the existence of the earth. They're bombing the Ukraine, but it has not stopped the existence of the earth. There's all kind of stuff going on, but it has not stopped the existence of the earth. And if those things that are happening in the world have not stopped the existence of the earth, it has not stopped the existence of sowing and reaping. If, if tomorrow morning the sun doesn't come up, then you have a reason to not believe what I'm saying. If, if the seasons don't start to get warm again, you have a reason to doubt what I'm saying. If those things stop, then you doubt what I'm saying. But if you're doubting what I'm saying and you wake up tomorrow morning about 6 or 6.30 and the sun is coming up, you need to repent. Because as long as these things remain, what God said is in existence. The only way you can remove it is the whole earth come off of the system that it operates on. So when it's time to be light, it's dark. When it's time to be warm, it's cold. But if the seasons are changing and day and night are changing and the sowing and the reaping are also changing, you got to believe in God's system that he set up in the Old Testament that'll work for you right now. Number four. Number four, I don't know what they've been teaching us in church. How to be ineffective is what they taught us. But when we start doing it the way God wants it to do, there's a paradigm shift that has to happen in your life. Stop coming against what I'm teaching and get involved and see God do what he promised he would do. Every now and then, God graces you to get around somebody that knows how to get you into your dream. Are you tired of living a nightmare? Are you tired of being in that dark place? Are you tired of going through hell? Are you tired of pretending that you're something that you're, you're really supposed to be, but you haven't realized how to get there? You need to get around somebody that's saying something that others have not said and walking in something that others have not walked in. I've been busy for the last three to four weeks, but I've got more power tonight than I had the first day of my business. Why? Because in the 
kingdom of God, he's obligated for the assignment that he's given me to give me wisdom and power and understanding how to get the job done. What you talking about? You tired. What you connect to? How in the world are you tired and you connected to heaven above? What you, well, your, your body may wear out before you get tired, which means you'll die before your assignment is over and God is still sending power. I know those who laid hands on people while they were dying and the person they laid hands on, they were resurrected and the one who had the anointing died. Why? Because God keeps empowering his vessels as long as his vessels are focused in on somebody else. As long as you're trying to resurrect somebody else, God is obligated to anoint you in power to touch and raise them up. But as long as you're focused on your flesh, on yourself, you will be deleted, depleted of the power that God wants to release into your life. And the bottom line is you're too selfish to be anointed. Number four, number four. As long as the earth exists, your seed is germinating wealth. As long as the earth exists, your sowing, your seed is germinating wealth. Well, I can't see it. It's in this germination process. You think for one minute, out of all I've sown, I'm not gonna get my harvest? You think out of all my years of faithfulness, you think I'm gonna let something cheat me out of my harvest? Just because I can't see it because it's in germination mode, you think I'm not going to get my stuff? You think I'm not going to get the leaders that I need to help me to do what I know? You, I've been on the phone with them already. You think I'm not going to get what I need to do what God called me to do? You think I'm going to settle for trifling people when people are trying to take me out and that's all? No, that's not my harvest. That's just a test to get me ready for my harvest so I will appreciate my harvest more because the tears that tried to grow around my... Oh, Jesus. Anyway... As long as the earth exists, your sowing is germinating wealth. There's no way that what I sown, it doesn't germinate wealth. No, no. I'm not even trying to be wealthy and wealthy. I'm not even trying to be blessed and I'm blessed because the process of a seed sown and when it begins to germinate, it automatically produces wealth. We never have to say anything about money. Money will come. It doesn't have to be one message preached about money. But money will come because the faithfulness of the sowing will cause it to germinate and bring forth wealth. There's financial breakthrough running after you right now. Deuteronomy chapter 28 says it'll run you down and overtake you. If you were hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God. Yeah, here we go talking about money. You're only mad because you don't have any. That's the only reason you're mad. Because if you got some, you're not mad. It don't bother you at all when you have money and you're talking about money. You're praying for money but don't want us to impart to you anything that will get you money. 
And don't say those who have money are worshiping money. It's those who don't have money that's up all night worrying. That means your focus is money and that is your worship. When's the last time you prayed a prayer and wasn't asking for God to pay your bill? If that's the subject of your prayer, you are worshiping money. I can't remember the last time I had a prayer that prayed that God send me some money. If I can get a hold of a dime, I'm going to get my harvest. <laughs> You better not mess, a, mess around and let me get a, a hold of anything that's considered revenue or, or, or currency. Anything I get a hold of, I'm going to ignite my harvest with it. You probably going to go spend yours on tennis shoes. But if I get a hold of anything that represents revenue, that represents my flow, I'm going to make sure I put it where it counts and I'm going to get my harvest. Don't you give me no disability check. Don't you give me no unemployment check. Don't you give me no minimum wage because if you give me anything that represents currency I am going to put it to work if you give me a healthy day I am going to show where I have the best days if you give me one friend I am going to show myself as friendly to as many people as I can it's Sherman the whole time the whole time they looking at you and talking about you. The whole time they didn't know that your harvest was in germination mode. They didn't know your seed was going through a metamorphosis. They didn't know what you sowed was still alive because they're under the impression when you put something under the dirt and it's hidden that it's dead. No, it's not dead. It's going through a transformation. And sometimes you need to take your stuff and hide it out for a little while because when you come back, they're not going to know you because when you come back, you're not going to be in seed form. You're going to have branches. You're going to have fruit and leaves on you and they're not even going to recognize you because they don't understand the process that you go through when you're sowing and they don't understand not only now that you have a seed now you got on every branch you got a fruit and seed and that's what they don't like and they're gonna have to survive off of what they pull off your tree notice with Joseph they, they kept trying to put him in a low place they tried to put him in a pit that's a low place they took throwing him in a dungeon that was a low place he's got out then they throwed him back in the dungeon they kept putting him low until his branches started reaching over the wall I came to tell you, those of you who have been sowing, those of you who are bringing water to refresh somebody, your branches are about to reach over the wall. You're not going to be able to hide what God is doing in your life. I feel the Holy Ghost right here because God's going to show you off even if you don't want to be a show off. And God's going to raise you up even though you weren't trying to get to the top. There's something about you that automatically goes to the top. You've been making things better for others. God says, now I'm about to make some things better for you. I feel the Holy Ghost ghost right there moving on your behalf and although you around spectating go ahead and watch my branches go over the wall go ahead and, and see me go up 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 up
to spread from Birmingham to Atlanta to Texas to Florida to Tennessee to South Carolina, North Carolina. Just go ahead and watch me go up north to Detroit. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I feel that right there. To New York. I feel it. I feel it happening right now. What be on me, be on you. Go, go ahead and watch me as I matriculate to levels because I know the seed that I sown has not been in vain. I understand there may be a period of time when nobody can see it, but it doesn't mean it's dead. Is there anybody out here that understands that your seed is not dead? One more and I'm done. Number five and I'm done. God will not be made a mockery. So the harvest is here. God will not be made a mockery. So the harvest is here. Mock is to ridicule or to make fun of someone or something. Now, pastors. Men and women of God, I know they've been making fun of you. Those of you who came up in refresh believing that God was going to give you a better life, I know they've been making fun of you. Look at them going up in there. COVID going on, they still going up in there. We're following CDC guidelines. We're wearing masks. We're doing everything we're supposed to do. And you just jealous because won't nobody come in your room. So your sowing is going to get you ridiculed. Your sowing is going to cause people to talk about you. Your commitment and your loyalty will bring criticism to you. But God is not mocked. Whatever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. God's about to show your markers what he can do. And right now, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. Because when Jesus went in the room to raise Jairus' daughters, there was a lot of people laughing at him and mocking him. And the Bible said he put them out. And I want to tell you right now, those who are laughing at you and mocking you, I'm going to cut that umbilical cord so they can no longer affect you and laugh at you. Because a miracle that God wants to bring in your life, he can't bring in your life with a bunch of mockers around. So there's going to be a little bit of distance between you and the ones who are mocking you. And not only are they mocking you, they're mocking your God. They're saying your God can't come through for you. They're saying your God can't heal you. They're saying your God can't bring wealth to you. They're saying God can't give you a mind of stability. But the devil is a liar. Go ahead and let the mockers mock. Because they're going to be mocking from the outside when we are up here in the inside. And I want to tell you about this woman named Mikhail. As David came into the city of David and he was shouting until he shouted out of his clothes. Everything that don't like your praise. Everything that was mocking you for being all hype, jumping and high energy. It's a about to watch from the window. It's not inside. It's watching from the outside. It won't be able to stop your blessing. It won't be able to stop your increase. It won't be able to stop your joy. It won't be able to stop your peace. And if there's anybody up in here in my last 60 seconds, you know that God is on your side. And your mockers are not going to be able to mock you anymore. I want you to lose it for about 60 seconds. Give that devil something to talk about. Give those 
haters something to talk about. Give those religious devils something to talk about. What I think of is goodness. And all that is done for me, my soul cries out. Somebody on your own. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. You don't know how much I've been sowing. You don't know how faithful I've been. You don't know how much I've been committed. And if that sounds like you, get out of those pews. Give God the best one. sense than to try what's already been tried. <laughs> Trying those same old schemes that, that, that was working in the 70s. Do you not know we're not in the 70s anymore? Thinking that their criticism can stop you. Like you ask them for their information. Let me tell you what to do next time you get some criticism on, on social media. Delete them. Don't have a conversation with them. Don't explain anything with, to them. You need your energy for your harvest. Don't you waste your time on the, I'm going to talk better. Don't you waste your time on those ignorant folks. Well, what is he doing now? Something you will never do because you are not willing to sow. But if you're willing to sow, you're going to do some things that's going to blow people's mind around you. You're going to blow the minds of your family members, your friends. In fact, you're going to have to get a new set of friends for this dimension that God is moving you in. How many of y'all got a shout of praise down in your belly? Over in the Birmingham area, we'd love to see you. Stop by because everyone is welcome at Refresh Family Church. It's full of friendly people, a warm atmosphere, and a powerful word. Our service times are Sundays at 9 a.m. or our empowerment service on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We're located at 117 12th Court Northwest in Birmingham, Alabama. We'll see you soon at Refresh. 
Want to find out more about Apostle Stephen A. Davis? Well, log on because StephenADavis.org is now live. That's right. Log on to StephenADavis.org now and you can find out all about him. Watch live broadcasts and get all the information you need at StephenADavis.org. Available on all platforms. Log on today. Refresh Family Church. As we worship together, remember our five goals. Serving the needs of families. Reaching the lost. Equipping the saints. Reaching the nations. And transferring to generations. At Refresh Family Church, we're more than just a church. We're a nation. To find out more, log on to StephenAdavis.org. We'll see you next time.